Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce. But this is one of our special edition episodes where we are going to be talking other musicians. Joining me today is... Introduce yourself. I'm Kevin Locke. Today we're going to be talking about Pink Floyd. Very nice. You know, Kevin uh, is a fellow podcaster, and he put the call out to fellow podcaster said, hey, do you have a passion, you know, something? And Kevin said, could I talk Pink Floyd? And I go, oh, that'd be great. What other podcasts do you do, Kevin? Um, well, at the moment, I don't do any because okay. I'm waiting for some new equipment. Okay. But when I do get it, I'll be doing a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I was talking to my cousin today about doing a cosplay. Oh, uh, interesting. Costumes for stuff. Yeah. And, uh probably going to do an actual play podcast for a D&D game or two. Okay. And uh, right now right now I'm just doing blogs for the Southgate Media Group. Okay. I have three blogs that involve gaming. Oh, very nice. That is one obsession I've not gotten into between comic books and TV and books. I'm like, I just do not have time for games. I know I would get obsessed that I would not have any time in my life whatsoever. Kevin, tell me a little bit, first off, about yourself. Where are you from? Rough demographics? So I uh, live in Utah. Okay. In Pleasant Grove. Going to school to get a master's degree so I can make podcasting and gaming a full-time job. Ooh, very nice. What is your, uh, what are you, what are you pursuing uh, your master's in? I'm getting an MBA with an emphasis on HR. Oh, nice. Talk to me about Pink Floyd. Tell me how you found them. Tell me why you're passionate about it. And we'll start there. Okay. Well, I found Pink Floyd because of my dad. Ooh, he, okay. He was a rock and roller. Ozzy, Guns N' Roses, all of them. Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the one that really stuck with me. I like, I like all kinds of music, but Pink Floyd the one that suck okay and especially after seeing the movie <laughs> is that the wall the that movie? is the wall okay yeah. I, as i shared with you no dark side in the moon you know was on those charts forever i certainly know the couple of radio songs that on the wall but i know hardly anything about pink floyd i guess the wizard of oz connection or something so i am just truly yeah. a a novice at this so why don't you give me a little background of the band and uh give me your version of pink floyd 101 okay my version of pink floyd 101 they have had a few few changes throughout the history um one of their musicians got into drugs got into drugs but one of them one of them got in real heavy and started experimenting and eventually went insane and died because of it and then others have just come and gone you know is there a predominant and i'll show my is there a predominant driving force in pink floyd i don't i don't know it's a really okay. good question i think the driving force would be would be their passion for music um that in any interview i've ever seen with david gilmore or roger waters who are mm -hmm. were the two main guys. Okay. Uh, that, that seems to be the thing that sticks out the most, is just their passion for music. Now, are both of them equal? Are they like Lennon and McCartney? In other words, they. if you're a Beach Boy fan, Brian Wilson is the driver of the 
music. Certainly, Mike Love has his part and the rest of them, but 80-90% of the Beach Boys is Brian Wilson. Pink Floyd, it would be both of those gentlemen? So they have, they both have voices. Okay. And, and that, but if I was looking specifically at Pink Floyd, Roger Waters would be your voice. Okay. And, and David Gilmore would be your uh, guitar soloist. And who does most of the writing? <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. That uh, is actually why Pink Floyd with David Gilmore and, and Roger Waters got because they had a dispute over who wrote uh-huh. one of the songs on the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they, they both take claim for Comfortably Numb, and, and that's not how they see it. One sees the day they had written it, and the other one says they wrote it. Interesting. That's what broke them up. Unlike Lennon and McCartney, where they both just very early said, we're just going to put our names on both of them, you know, both our names on them, and not worry about it, they actually have some contention between them. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And they had, um, I just listened to an interview with Roger a few, maybe a month ago, and mm-hmm. he said by the time everything was said and done, that it was so meshed together that, that if they had taken credit, both of them, co-writers, mm-hmm. yeah. this probably never would have happened. Yeah. But they, there's definitely contention. Um, hmm. They got together. It was really nice. Um, I think in 2010, they got together for a charity concert. Okay. Which was great because that was the vow they made, that they would never perform together again. Do they tour separately? They do. Roger Waters has a show called The Wall. Okay. He does the ball, and David just kind of does his own thing. And are you a fan of their individual works? I do. Okay. I I like them both. I kind of kind of like Rogers a little bit more. Uh, he has one particular CD called Radio Chaos. That is basically him being a DJ of a radio show, and and playing his music. It's really fun. Um, David, though, has one CD. I think it's called, I mean, I know it's called On the Island, but the song I like, I'm pretty sure it's on that album. Um, he talks about getting rid of the voices in his head. Yes. But then he realizes that he kind of misses them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I like I, that idea. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the movie Love and Mercy. I have not. It is worth renting. It is now available on DVD, and so and it's probably on demand. It is Brian Wilson, and they have Paul Dano playing him as a young man, and John Cusack playing him as you know in the '80s. And they talk about Cusack talks about sometimes songs just come out of his head fully formed, and that's uh-huh. a direct influence from Brian. You know, Brian had said that. I imagine, and I also I do think that there is that thin line between genius and insanity. Oh, definitely. Which I think I think is one of the reasons why I'm such a Springsteen fan. Not only does his music speak to me, but somehow he's missed that craziness of it. You know, he just seems to be, and I don't know if it's working man roots or something, but, you know, he seems to just keep being productive and keep going, but has somehow missed that that you normally think of as a rock star. How many times have you seen them perform, both as a group and then kind of a solo? I have actually 
not seen. Okay. I would love to. Uh, every year, there is a uh, radio station here in Utah that that puts together uh, summer tours, and the best that I can get in Utah is the Australian cover band, and hoping to go see them next summer. But I have not actually seen them except for shows that they've put up on YouTube. But if I ever get the chance to go to Las Vegas for Roger Waters' The Wall, I'm yeah. all over that. I've not even seen the movie. So what are your thoughts on the movie and how they... Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about The Wall, the movie, and, and what was this a filming them performing it live, or was this a long-form music video? What was it? The Wall is freaking amazing. It is a rock opera, mm -hmm. kind of like Tommy from yes. The Who or uh, Across the Universe, The Beatles. And I have to, I like the other ones, but this one, this one just like The Wall changing the way bands did live shows, I yes. really think this movie set the standard for rock operas. Okay. Um, it starts out with this guy sitting in room listening to the TV in the background and just a whole bunch of noise as he sifts through his emotional status. That's, that's what it is. You follow this guy through whatever is going on inside his head. Okay. It's from from the very beginning to constructing the wall and, and being inside of it and then realizing that maybe he does need interaction with other people. Oh, okay. Through the trial, um, and then being sentenced to tearing down the wall and, and being exposed among your pairs. Mm. It's it really is a movie that would make you think if you're really into. Definitely a movie that if you're a thinker, you would enjoy. Okay. But it it is a little bit dark. Okay. Definitely not something I would let my kids watch yet. Okay. But oh, it is amazing you mentioned your father so he was a pink floyd fan as well he was is part of the joy of watching them is thinking of the bond you had with your dad a little bit okay um, when we we get into uh i really liked um, at the very end of the podcast that i did here yeah you talked about your wish list yes and, and one of the songs on my wish list is definitely because of my dad. Listeners, we have a special guest joining us. Hey, come here. Yeah. Come here for a minute. Who's your favorite rock and roll band? Um, I don't know. What about Pink Floyd? Yeah. You like Pink Floyd? Yeah. What's your favorite Pink Floyd song? Um, the one I like you like. Money, maybe? Yeah. Yeah? Very nice. There you go. Very Starting cool. Yes, very nice. Very well done. Thank you for joining us. Can you say thank you? Thank you. Say bye. 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 You know, my dad was more into, you know, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. I, I've made the joke many times in the podcast that we listened to both music, country and Western growing up in yeah. uh, my house. Uh, hold. So, yeah, I, 
I find that pretty interesting that you know, not only sports teams are handed down by fans, fathers and mothers to, you know, sons and daughters, but musicians, mm-hmm. bands can be. And so I'm sure that you have that connection with him as you think about certain songs that remind you of him and the relationship. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Can you remember your first Pink Floyd song you heard or the first album? Or was it just always in the background? I was always in the background. Okay. But there was always, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was always there. I think one one moment that we enjoyed, he, we I was older. I'd come home from my LDS mission, and he was yes. living in Las Vegas. And okay. we went to the grocery store. And stayed in the truck for 15 minutes after we got home just because Shine On You Crazy Diamond was on the radio. Oh, how funny. And it's a 15-minute song, mm-hmm. but there are only maybe two and a half minutes of actual singing. They're, they're very instrumental. Shine On You Crazy Diamond is one of those ones that really shows their instrumentalness. And it was a good song. Is there a album or a song that that obviously is a special memory? And, and I appreciate you sharing that. But is there something else that may help you through hard times or a special meaning to you? Oh, there, there are lots of songs that have a special meaning. And they're all on my wish list. Okay. And so, I mean, if we want to do that now, then then we can do that. Sure. And and what I'd like to do is maybe let's go through, you know, some of them and tell me why, you know, it means something to you. And and I'll give you an example. Land of Hope and Dreams is a Bruce Springsteen song that he that he did on his live in New York CD. It really had a lot of personal meaning to me. I had some tough times in my life and I would I would listen to that kind of reminded of hope. And so I said this at my, um, I quoted it at my father's funeral. I quoted it at my good friend Rick's funeral. Anytime I hear that song, there is an emotional connection. Yeah, please share. All right. So if I was in charge of the playlist at a Pink Floyd show. Yes. Let's pretend you, you, you won the lottery. And so you had crazy money and you could say, hey, guys, you know, name your price. We're going to give it to your favorite charity. But I want you to come perform for me and my friends. And oh, by the way, here's the set list. Which, by the way, do not think I have not had that fantasy about me doing that to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so I oh, I do. That's why. That's why I took it. I'm like, well, he used it on his show. We're gonna use it on this one. <laughs> so let's start with uh, "I Wish You Were Here." It was originally written by Roger Waters when. Barrett died. They said was one of the founding members and went crazy because of drugs and died. And and they were pretty close, it sounds like. And and he wrote this song. Um, it talks about trading stuff. Um, like the the most memorable part is, did you exchange a walk on part in the war for a lead role in a cage? giving up your freedom to to do what you really wanted, even though it might not have been the best. So I Wish You Were Here was probably number one, just because 
there are some days that I wish my dad was still here. Yeah, and it's just a good song. Lots of instrumental, and and it's just a good. Uh, number two would be "Welcome to the Machine." Um, and this is why Monty Cook is a writer for. Uh, he has his own game now called his own game company, but he wrote his own adventure called The City of Tolis. Okay. And there's lots of chaos tech and machines. And in one of the parts of the adventure, you are having a huge battle on this piston thing. And, uh, okay. I played Welcome to the Machine during this fight, and, and now I can't even not think of that, that game experience every time I hear that song. They're, they're connected to you, you now. Know, they're connected. Good friends, a great, a great author, and a great adventure. Mm-hmm. And so now they are connected. Yeah, so there's that connection. Okay. Um, number three song would probably be Learning to Fly. Okay. Uh, again, more connection with the dad. Yes. And a connection with the wife. That That's okay. her favorite boy song. Ah, very nice. So there would be that one. Okay. Number four yes. would probably be Money. Right. I, uh, I like Money. <laughs> sure, who does it? Yes. And it's actually um in I don't know where I saw it, but you know the mindset of having your your song list when you're working out and you want to be motivated to lift that 500 pounds of pure iron. Yeah. I have a I have a motivation track, but it's more for being focused on getting those things done that would bring you more money. Okay. And and that is one of one of those songs because who wouldn't want their own layer jet exactly if, if you were that capable would you not want your own private jet sure absolutely <laughs> and uh the number five song would be time because it's fragile we're always looking for more of it you never you never get you're always looking for, I don't know, quantity over quality. Yes. Whereas you should be looking for those quality moments with your family, your okay. friends, and, and everybody. Plus, it's it's really great. Um, it ends, you think it ends, with them saying that that the time has come, the song is over, there's nothing more to say. And then he talks about being at home. And warming his bones beside the fire when he can. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, you do your tour, whatever music it is, and then when the songs are over, you come home and are hopefully able to be with your family. Time's a good song. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Uh, that's very, very cool. It sounds like, I, and I wanted to talk a little bit more, on your your motivational tape i have um i'm currently searching in search of a new work home i have similar to what you're talking about i have seven or eight songs that i call faith 
on my uh-huh. playlist and you know that I play to remind myself have a little faith in me from John Hyatt dream baby dream from Bruce Springsteen other things that do play when I'm trying to get focused before this job interview are you heavy Pink Floyd on your motivational or do you have a whole uh, mixture this this one's a mixture okay it's got, it's, it's definitely a mixture uh, Adele rolling in the deep yes Pink Floyd's Money, uh, ACDC's Money Talks. Um, are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? Yes. Okay, so I also have the uh, the theme song from his show on there. Okay. And then uh, Money by the Beatles. I saw you have a few youngsters there in the background, and it appears yep. so far they are not thinking Dad is uncool, and they seem to be embracing Pink Floyd. So what are you doing to they help do. educate this next generation to kind of continue that tradition of you learning from your dad and now you're teaching your uh, little ones. Well, I, I going back to what you said, everything can be passed down. Yes. But I do believe in um, that choice that you can have. Um, the oldest little one liked Katy Perry. Okay, and, sure. And they're, too, they're still too young to know, but even sports, we have our set teams in the house. But you are more than welcome to root for whoever you want. Right. Think to to share that with them. It's always on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a radio station here that, that has a all-request lunch hour. So when we can, we'll call in and, and request a Pink Floyd song. Mm-hmm. Um, the oldest little one, when she was a baby, wouldn't go to sleep unless a Pink Floyd song was on. Oh, how I know that sounds. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. Yes. Uh, she would not go to sleep, and then I would put the music on and put her in the bouncer, and, and she would laugh. So there is uh, on the turning away would yeah. be the one that always put her out. Oh, how fun! A little bit slower. Yeah. And. Uh, really good <laughs> uh-huh. yeah that's 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 awesome that's a perfect memory that's so wonderful and then when i when i'm working on my game writing i'm either listening to more game podcasts or or i have pink floyd on yeah rather it be the youtube channels or uh spotify yes there's always pink floyd on uh-huh is there it sounds like this is is a pretty big part of your life and it it's something that obviously brings you a lot of joy what would you recommend for someone who's saying and we, and we'll probably get this uh from you so i'll put it on the show notes what do you recommend if someone do they go to one of their more iconic dark side of the moon or the wall albums or do you recommend something a little more obscure from a non oh my goodness kind kind of like you did uh wanting to do your homework i would have to say i would have to say the wall okay um it it may not be their most popular album even amongst fans i think i think there are other it it's a good album but there are just so many and the reason i like the wall is because you you have to admit that it really the album might not have done anything, but the way they put on the live show yeah. did change. Other bands had to do their live shows. Right. 
because if you were in that same genre as Pink Floyd and you didn't change your live sets, you probably weren't going to have any more shows. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so there, there's that. Um, Dark Side of the Moon is good. I, I would suggest that depending on what kind of mood you're in, um, yes. there is... I just learned this this year. So there, there is somebody wrote uh, a play or a radio adaptation to the dark side of the moon. Okay. It has Pink Floyd playing the dark side of the moon, but it also has this girl who's in a philosophy class going through her path to define her life based on her philosophies. Ooh, interesting. I would suggest not listening to it just before you go to bed. Okay. It will make you think. <laughs> okay. And and what's the name of that? Um Oh, I don't remember. Okay. I should have looked it up because I knew I was gonna talk about it. That's all right. Um I can send you an email okay, after, great. or text after we're done. Yeah, so that'd be great. That okay. Up. Sounds good. Um, other albums I like are the final cut. Um, what I love about Pink Floyd is every album they have is a story. Yes. And, and I don't know if it's like that for Bruce Springsteen, but in the final cut, it's about, there are a lot of songs that reference war. Um, Gunner's Dream, Your Passable Pass, um, one one song it's not really a song but uh talks about maggie getting the union jack back okay um and, i assume maggie thatcher yes okay yes. um so there's that one a momentary lapse of reason mm-hmm. um oh man there's so many um the division bell that was kind of their last album as Pink Floyd. Came out in 1994, mm-hmm. and it's got it's got a good story to it. Okay. Um, the last the last song is High Hopes, and it's basically to me it's about not becoming part of the crowd. Okay. Keeping your individualism, and. Um, I think it's the Division Bell that has my other favorite song on it, uh, Wearing the Inside Out. And, of course, um, Stephen Hawkins is is on that album. Oh, very interesting. He's also on the new Pink Floyd album uh, called The Endless River. And, yes. And the song is entitled The Talkin' Hawkin'. Ooh, very funny. <laughs> I love that. And it, it is just him talking. And in the division bell, he he kind of starts the song with um, for millions of years. And normally I do it just like him. So give me a minute and I will. OK, very nice. <sighs> Gosh, now that I'm doing it for whoever <laughs> listens to the radio show. I understand. They just everybody else. But um, for millions of years. Mankind was just like the animals. And one day, something happened that unleashed the power of their imagination. We learned 
to talk. And basically the idea is that as long as we continue to communicate with each other, we will be able to overcome whatever issues we have, rather it be global thermal nuclear war or world hunger. Very cool. But as long as we, as soon as we stop communicating, none of those problems are going to be able to overcome. Okay. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Very yeah. nice. Oh, and there's so many albums. Mm -hmm. that, oh, I don't, I don't think there isn't an album that we couldn't play and I couldn't dissect and, and really get into it. Are you active in the Pink Floyd community? Uh, no. Fan base? Not really? <laughs> Not really. Okay. I, I just like doing my own thing. It's very clear you're pretty busy. <laughs> have uh, a lot of uh, little munchkins there that looks like it's keeping you pretty busy. Gosh, this is great. Anything else you want to add before we uh, close it out? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> There's, oh gosh. You know what? I just, I'm, I'm really glad that we got to do this. Oh, I am so glad too. And because it, just being able to share my passion with everybody that listens to the show, even, even if you only listen to one song, You've yeah. been exposed to it, and and there really is just so much. They're they're an older band, yeah. So they have more albums, right? And and they're more well known. Um, I mean, heck, they they were on. I mean, they weren't, yeah. but but the Dark Side of the Moon Platinum CD was on Pawn Stars. <laughs> very nice and oh gosh there's just so much and i mean it breaks out i mean yeah i don't know about the drummer or the keyboardist mm -hmm. but roger waters has more than one solo album yeah David Gilmore has more than one solo album and oh gosh there's there's just and then the the genre um oh gosh and even even um covers they're, I don't know if you know Coverville, the podcast. Uh, no, I do not. It's, it's a podcast where the guy just does covers of songs. Oh, neat. Um, he has he has a show put together. Um, I think it was when Roger Waters had a birthday. He did a Pink Floyd cover show. Oh, I will have to check that out. And um, there was a, a song on the show that I really don't like covers. Mm-hmm. But I have to admit, if you, you meaning anybody listening to the show, yeah. had the opportunity to buy The Wall Rebuilt, mm -hmm. it would be worth your money. It's a cover. It's an entire cover of The Wall album. Okay. And and they did a really good job. Okay. Staying true to The Wall, but mm -hmm. adding their own twist. Oh, neat. And that's, that's probably why I like it so much is because... It was still the wall, but it was this group of people. Yeah, Sirius E Street, you know, E Street Radio on Sirius XM on Tuesdays do a Cover Me, which is an okay. hour of people either covering Bruce Springsteen or Bruce Springsteen covering other songs. And um, a good cover is someone that finds a new twist to the song. Um and and so that sounds like that's what they've done, and that yeah. that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's good stuff. Oh, very cool. Anything else, Kevin? No, I okay. I think that's 
that's it. You you have been a wonderful guest, and and I appreciate it so much. I, I look forward to us podcasting again. Yeah. Uh, you you may have to have me on when you start doing a gaming podcast and say, okay, you know, here's a nice simple game. Um, you know, back in the day, I was addicted to Infocom games. You know, <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And these, yeah, I loved those games. And I, um, my gaming story is, and this is why I don't play games anymore. Um, my wife, Linda, was pregnant with Chris, and um, I had gotten Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on, you know, one of the big floppies. Yeah. And I would play that. She would go to bed about nine, and I would stay up to like eleven or twelve, just playing that game over and over and over again. And and I believe it was because this was our first child, and I knew our life was going to change. Uh-huh. The idea of controlling that world was really powerful to me. So I would be yeah. spending a lot of time with that. Yeah. No. Um. Oh gosh. Even even gaming. I mean, my my passion from D and D. Yeah. From my dad. Yeah. Oh, neat. Uh, by the time I got into it, he he was definitely done, just because he was busy raising a family. Mm-hmm. But um, I I kept that, and and my passion is is so much that that's what I want to do to provide for my family. Oh, awesome. But, but again, it it was dad that mm-hmm. that brought that in. That's great. And. Yeah. Okay. Lots of crazy stuff. We'll definitely have to do this again, rather it be absolutely or you come be on my podcast. Sounds great. All right, Kevin, hang in there and let me give you my ending. If you want to be on the podcast and talk about Bruce or your favorite band and all that implies, please send an email to setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page and at setlustingbruce is our Twitter feed. We'd appreciate you going to iTunes or Stitcher to rate and review us. This helps people find us. Kevin, this was a blast. I hope you had fun. Oh, I had a great time. Good. I am glad. And so we're going to close with, remember when you were young, you shone like the sun. Shine on, you crazy diamond. Now look. Now there's a look in your eyes like black holes in the sky. Shine on, you crazy diamond. You were caught in the crossfire of childhood and stardom, blown on the steel breeze. Come on, you target for faraway laughter. Come on, you stranger, you legend, you martyr, and shine. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Kevin, we'll do this again soon. Bye. Goodbye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 